Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of Phillies Today. Francisco Rojas here. It's the offseason. I guess, you know, we're free agency has officially started. Um, where will Shohei Otani go? What will the Phillies do about Aaron Nola? We have an update, uh, a rumored report uh, to talk about today um, in regards to Aaron Nola. We'll get to that. Zach Wheeler wins some hardware yesterday. Very exciting to a certain extent for the uh, for the ace of the Philadelphia Phillies. So we'll get into some... Some off-season updates as far as your fightings go. And we'll talk about a certain contract extension for a notable Philly superstar. The biggest superstar in the Phillies knew who that is. Interesting conversation I want to have there. And then I want to introduce a new segment for the off-season and try to incorporate it here throughout the next couple of months, you know, leading up until, and maybe we could even have this, you know, throughout next season as well. Underappreciated Phillies from the past. I want to get to, I want to hear suggestions from you guys out there. Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. That's coming up later in the show. Underappreciated Phillies from the past. Do this day in Phillies history. And then we'll do a little bit of around major league baseball as, uh, Free agency begins, so we'll get to we'll get to that uh, in just a little bit. So off season updates. Let's start with just the pretty simple five Phillies becoming free agents this off season. We have you have your notables. You have Reese Hoskins. You have Aaron Nola. You have Craig Kimbrell. He is to a certain extent notable. Even Michael Lorenzen to a certain extent throws the no hitter in August. Was an all-star last year. He's jacked. <laughs> he's he's also a former hitter as well. Um, so, Hoskins, Kimbrell, Lorenzen, Nola, all becoming free agents following the World Series, according to Phillies.com. Obviously, but you know, you know who is going to, you knew who was going to be uh, free agents uh, this offseason. Um, the club has said its prior, number one priority this offseason is re-signing Nola and it's unclear whether Hoskins will return. Kimbrell and Lorenzen unlikely to return. So, some 
some notable names there, some notable names that you guys know, and one that's not so notable, I guess, to a certain extent, Scott Kingery. Phillies declined their $13 million club option on the infielder just a couple of days ago, and he is no longer on that big contract, I guess, right? The six-year, $24 million contract Scott Kingery uh, got way back in 2018, and we were saying he's the next Chase Utley. No longer to be. That's it's looking like Bryson Stott, who's taken leaps uh, in his last couple of years as a young uh, second baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies. So Scott Kingery, though, declined his $13 million, or the Phillies declined his $13 million club option on infielder uh, on him. And I'm not sure if he's going to remain like in the minor league system or whatnot, but uh, that's the news on Scott Kingery. Second piece of news that I want to bring up, and I saw Phillies Nation uh, reported on this. I believe it was Tim Kelly. That the Phillies are going to pivot, probably. There are reports, uh, or at least rumored, from general managers around Major League Baseball, I believe was the uh, was the report, that GMs from around Major League Baseball are looking or are saying that uh, the Phillies will let Aaron Nola walk and they're going to pivot to Blake Snell. And that was the headline. And because there are other teams that would be interested in Nola, I think one of the teams rumored was the Texas Rangers, which would make sense uh, as DeGrom will probably be out next year. And um, Jordan Montgomery, who knows what's going to happen with Jordan Montgomery. They're probably not going to pay him. Uh, so I, I, I think that, Nola's probably not going to be here, and I I mentioned that in the offseason preview from, from last episode. If you want to hear that, go make sure you check that out. Aaron Nola, uh, that, that was in my offseason preview that I don't think that the Phillies are going to bring back Aaron Nola. But, and that they're going to pivot to to Blake Snell. I, I'm, I'm still, I, I told you guys in my offseason preview, I'm still not a fan of signing Blake Snell. Like, I... Like Snell is, Snell has been someone who literally has had Cy Youngs in 2018. He had the won that Cy Young with the Rays, and he's about to win another Cy Young. It looks like he's probably the unanimous decision to win the Cy Young this year for the San Diego Padres. But I'm still not a fan of going out to getting Snell because of the inconsistencies. And I mean, it's been the same thing with Aaron Nola is the inconsistencies. I know no pitcher's perfect, but, and I know, especially on the, you know, hitter's side, like hitters, there's no hitter that is consistently perfect. Um, you know, save for, you know, guys in the past, but, but like they're, they're most 99% of hitters just aren't, you know, consistently, mostly they go through slumps, uh, but like Snell and Nola are like notorious for having, for having up and down inconsistent seasons, inconsistent um, stretches. So I'm still not a fan of, okay, so they're going to pivot to Blake Snell. Like if it's for less money, fine. Like I, I'm for that. I think the market value according to spot track is five years, 117 for Blake Snell. I think for Aaron Nola, I think it's a little more. I think I'm going to double check right now. But I think for for Nola, it's a little more looking at his market value. So it'd be six years, one forty-seven. So pretty similar. I just I'm not I'm not looking for 
somebody to give a long-term extension to. Like Sonny Gray would make sense to me because his market value is like three years, $60 million, and I think that could give some some time for Abel, McGarry, Painter to come back from an injury and hopefully develop and eventually like step in for, you know, after maybe a Sonny Gray would, uh, his time would be up and you'd, you'd maybe like Christopher Sanchez, Ranger Suarez, like some of these guys, give them time to develop. Even them could be, a number. I mean, Sanchez looked like a number two this year uh, for most of the year. So, but again, once again, it's just not a fan. Uh, it's fine. Like, so the rumor is that Nola would probably walk and go somewhere else and that we would pivot to Blake Snell. I just don't think Snell would make sense. Nola, does that. depending on the money. For either of those guys, it's really depending on the money. But I'm still locked in on Sonny Gray because I just think it would make more sense. And the last thing uh, on your offseason update right now, Zach Wheeler wins a gold glove, the first of his career. It was him, Taiwan Walker, and Jesus Lazardo that were finalists for the gold glove. And Wheeler is the fourth Phillies pitcher to win the award, joining Jim Cott. Uh, he was a Philly 76-77. Uh, he won the award. Steve Carlton, the last one, 1981, over 40 years ago. And Bobby Shantz, 1964. So there you go. I mean, uh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. I think people are expecting somebody like a Ranger Suarez to win a, to win a gold glove award one day. Uh, you know, people were... I think would come to expect maybe more Wheeler to win like a Cy Young rather than a gold glove and, you know, Ranger more of a gold glove than a Cy Young, but Zach Wheeler winning his first gold glove. So congrats to Zach Wheeler on winning some hardware this off season. So congratulations to wheels um, as we, as we pivot. And this is an interesting conversation, but I, I wanted to bring it up because I believe Tim Kelly from Phillies nation also uh, wrote on this wrote this piece uh, within the last couple of days. So, but there's been like, I guess there's been talk that Bryce Harper would possibly want a contract extension. And I I think that Scott Boris went on a John Heyman's podcast within the last like 48 hours and kind of mentioned Harper's contract with his, uh, and how he doesn't have any opt outs and stuff like that. But, Harper, what, 13 years, 330. That's the that's the contract. And I guess it, it you know, Middleton said after the 2022 NLCS that, oh, Br- Bryce, we've kind of underpaid you. And this was like right after he hit his, you know, bedlam at the bank. Oh, we've, I think we've, we've underpaid you. It's, it's almost like a bargain. And Harper's kind of discussed even playing well into his 40s. Well, I mean, like, look, Harper, you're like, what is this? what's Bryce right now? Like 30? Like 30, 31, somewhere around there? So... Okay, relax, relax. You haven't been healthy the last couple of years, so um, let's relax on Bryce potentially getting some sort of an extension because I know Machado got an extension because uh, he had opt outs in his in his contract and they restructured his deal. And Bryce is the man. I love Bryce to death, and they'll probably open up talks to that. But like Phillies have other things to worry about, and the, the things that I've mentioned already, like bull a bullpen piece. Getting a reliable bullpen piece. Craig Kimbrell's probably going somewhere else. What are they going to do with Reese Hoskins potentially there? What are they going to the biggest need? What are they going to do with the number two 
spot in the rotation. If it's not going to be Nola, who else is it going to be? That Those are more important than potentially Bryce Harper getting a contract extension. And I would think Bryce would understand that, but Bryce is also, to a certain extent, business-oriented as you have somebody like Scott Boris as your agent. So, but at the end of the day, Phillies have other things to worry about this offseason. Again, number two starter, bullpen piece. What do you do with Reese Hoskins? And what happens if Bryce Harper is potentially going to play the outfield this year? What if he wants to go back to the outfield? I think stick him at first base. It makes sense. He played well there. Um, Marsh, Pache, Rojas, Castellanos, the outfield. I think you have a good outfield there. So, I I think it would make make sense even for Bryce's career to play longer to play first base. So, Extension, though, let's relax. Let's relax on a Bryce Harper contract extension. So let's get into a new segment that I wanted to incorporate. And this maybe this isn't just this offseason, but maybe, uh, you know, even going into next season at times. I'm always looking to try to incorporate some new segments uh, into the show when it comes to Phillies 24-7, Phillies today. And also... It, if you want to hear other segments or if you want to hear uh, new or if you have suge- segment ideas for the show, I would I would love to hear from you guys on Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let me know. Look, I'm going to do this. I want to incorporate underappreciated Phillies from the past. Underappreciated Phils. Not right now. I mean, I would love to hear you guys who you think is appreciated right now uh, on this Phillies roster, but underappreciated players from the past. And I'd, I've been, look, it's hard for me because I'm 28. So it's maybe there's maybe some of you out there that are a little older. Maybe will give me some players from like the eighties, seventies, even sixties. And I would love to hear those from you. And I, I'm definitely going to try to do some research, maybe try to dig deep on some underappreciated players from the even farther back possibly. But like, you know, it's easier for me to stick to the last like 20 to 25 years just because that's what I know. But I'm always down to hear about, you know, other players from the past. Player I'm going with today to start, and it's a bit of a layup, and maybe some of you will disagree with me. Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland is a hundred percent underappreciated. And yes, he's on the he's on the Phillies Wall of Fame now. He was just inducted into the Wall of Fame in September, right? Well, technically it was Supposed to be August, but his his ceremony was September. So Scott Rowland, to me, hundred percent underappreciated in this city. And I get it. I, I a big big part of that was the whole baseball heaven thing, which may or may not have been taken out of context. Going to St. Louis, like I, I totally understand it. I totally get it. But you can't argue with the numbers and what he did in a Phillies uniform, like at the end of the day. 97 rookie of the year. I think he had 21 homers, 92 RBIs in his first year. Had a 121 OPS plus. 283, 377, 469 slash line, 846 OPS. 159 hits, 35 doubles in his rookie season, 97. And I get on some bad Phillies teams too, on some bad Phillies teams. But it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. So 97 rookie of the year. He won four gold gloves while he was here. One was split between Phillies and the Cardinals that year he got traded, but I'm counting it. Um, good offensive, very good offensive numbers while he was here. 
I mean, what did he hit? Th- uh, there was that year he had, th- right after his rookie season, 31 homers, over 100 RBIs. Had a, over 100 RBIs three times in his Phillies tenure. I mean, one of those years was when he got traded to St. Louis. So do with that what you want. But the majority of that year in 02, he played with the Phillies. Uh, he played 100 games compared to 55 with St. Louis. But over 25 homers five times for a five-year stretch, 31, 26, 26, 25, 31. Um, I mean, OPS, uh, at least 20% above league average, six straight years from 97 to 02. Again, four goal gloves, steady, good offensive player. Like Roland was an all-around really good baseball player, and I get what Phillies fans, I get it, and we're diehards, and we, we take our team so seriously. I totally understand that. But at the end of the day, you cannot argue that he was underappreciated. But like people don't talk. I mean, he was. I guess he was one of the quote unquote superstars. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, all around baseball player. I mean, to me, he was his value. Like he was almost a superstar, pretty much. And maybe didn't seem like that because it was also the steroid era. He wasn't hitting forty home runs and you know driving in one hundred forty runs. Like he wasn't doing that. No, he wasn't Barry Bonds. It wasn't McGuire, Sosa, any of those players. Not that that hundred percent matters, but like. Roland was a really good player. Roland was a really good player and definitely overshadowed by the relationship in the city. But I don't really think Roland like hated Philadelphia like that. Did he hate Philadelphia media probably early on? Yeah, but he said in his Hall of Fame speech that that helped to shape him who he uh, you know, became as a player. And I believe that. I, I really, truly believe that. Did he hate, again, did he hate the Phillies media? Probably. But who wouldn't? I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough thing to uh, tough thing to 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 do as a player. Stomach the you know the Philly media. Even though as much as I love the Philly media, um, it, it can be a tough thing to 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 deal with as a player. And it's not built for everybody. But I don't think it's like not like Roland wasn't built to deal with that. So I think Scott Roland a hundred percent underappreciated. Philly from the past. Let me know your thoughts at Rojas underscore media underscore on Twitter. Let me know what your thoughts were on our or and were on Scott Rowland as a Philadelphia Philly. Maybe his numbers with the Cardinals were a little better offensively. He was also in a even a better lineup, so he's probably seen better pitches. Um, so Scott Rowland, though, underappreciated Philly from the past. That's my pick. Let me know what you think on Twitter. And and tell me who you think I, what player I should do next. What other players are underappreciated in Philly's history? I would I would love to know your thoughts. So getting to this day in Philly's history, as always, uh, broadandpatterson.com. They're always uh, the one that provide me with this information when it comes to today in Phil's history. Two thousand one. Let's stick to the strip script. Scott Rowland wins his third Gold Glove uh, as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. Two thousand and seven. Jimmy Rollins and Aaron Rowan are awarded gold gloves. I think that was the year. It was either 06 or 07 that Rowan made the catch at, at the center field wall and is the reason why they have the fence there now at the center field wall. Or not the fence. You, you know what I mean. They, they used to have, It used to be fencing there, and now it's not fencing. It's just all padded. But Jimmy Rollins uh, and Aaron Rowan awarded gold gloves in 2007. Phillies transactions on this day, 1930, they traded Tommy 
Thevenau and Claude Willoughby to Pittsburgh for Dick Bartell. 1964, they signed minor league free agent Gary Sutherland. 1976, on this day, they traded John Montag to Seattle for cash. And then 1987, they released Ken Dowell. And I know nothing about any of these players that I just mentioned. I looked up Tommy Thevenal like 20 minutes ago, and he played in like the 20s. So congratulations to, to all of them for being on this edition of Phillies today, this day in Phillies history. So that's another edition of this day in Phillies history. Around Major League Baseball. Again, like I had mentioned, free agency officially begins. What are the Phils going to do with Aaron Nola? Are they going to go out and get Blake Snell? Will they get like a Jordan Montgomery? Who knows what they're going to do starting pitching-wise at the number two spot, but that is their biggest priority, um, as said by Dave Dombrowski, that the number two spot in the rotation, specifically Aaron Nola, is their biggest priority this offseason. So free agency officially begins. It's really the biggest one, though, is where where does Otani go? Where does he end up? Personally, I see a world where he actually stays with the Angels. I know that sounds crazy, but I see a world where he stays with the Angels. Maybe it was the Dodgers. I think he stays out on the West Coast, though. It's either Mariners, Dodgers, Angels, maybe the Giants. Giants are looking to make a splash. Giants would actually make a lot of sense, I think. Giants would make sense. But they're also looking to get starting pitching as well. So, we'll see. Shohei Otani, though. Free agency officially begins. Uh, it's going to be an interesting hot stove offseason. And sticking with the offseason, Joey Votto. The, the Reds uh, declined his player option? I think it was his player option. The Reds declined his player option and Joey Votto is no longer a Cincinnati Red unless they decide to to bring him back on a smaller, I don't know, like a smaller deal. But it seems like Joey Votto, as he thanked Red fan, Reds fans on Twitter yesterday, I believe, in like a three-minute video. You can go look on uh, Twitter and go find his uh, page, and you can find Votto thanking Reds fans, it looks like. But Joey Votto, possible Hall of Famer? possible it's been debated we'll see after his after his career is over but Joey Votto no longer a Cincinnati Red no longer a Cincinnati Red and he's had you know you don't see too many players stay with one team for a long time and Joey Votto has done that since what 09 I mean, it was 2010 was his MVP year maybe even earlier than that it might be mid 2000s but you know we all know Joey Votto from his his peak year starting in 2010 when he won MVP for the Cincinnati Reds and got no hit by Roy Halladay in the playoffs. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, then the, the gold gloves were announced um, yesterday in Major League Baseball. Like I mentioned, um, some names uh, to look at from the gold gloves. Nathaniel Lau from the Rangers, one at first base, second base, Andres Jimenez from the Guardians, third base, Matt Chapman from the Blue Jays, is All-American League, shortstop, Anthony Volpe from the Yankees, the young guy, catcher, Jonah Heim from the Rangers, just won a World Series, pitcher, Jose Barrios from the Blue Jays, or Barrios, I forgot how to say it, left field, Stephen Kwan from Cleveland, center field, Kevin Kiermeyer from Blue Jays, no surprise, right field, Adolis Garcia from the Rangers, just had himself a historical postseason, and utility, Mauricio Dubon from the Astros. 
first base in the National League, Christian Walker from the D-backs, second base, Nico Horner from the Cubs. Maybe a little bit of a snub with Bryson Stott? Possibly, but Nico Horner was incredible as well. So, uh, tough pick there. Third base, Key Brian Hayes from the Pirates. As Nolan Arenado is not winning a gold glove this year somehow. Well, not somehow, but um, Key Brian Hayes deserved it, but just Nolan Arenado winning every year, it seems like. Shortstop, Dansby Sonson from the Cubs. Catcher, Gabriel Moreno from the D-backs. Pitcher, yours truly, or not yours truly, but your ace, Zach Wheeler. And left field, Ian Happ from the Cubs. Center field, Brenton Doyle from Colorado. Right field, Fernando Tatis Jr. from Slam Diego. And utility, Hassan Kim also from the Padres. So those are your Gold Glove winners around Major League Baseball. All right, so that's going to do it for today's edition of Phillies Today. Let me know your thoughts. Underappreciated Phillies, get at me, Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. I will be back on Thursday this week. So stay tuned, Phillies Today. Talk to you guys soon. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.